Hello everyone who are listening to this podcast and welcome back. So we have finished 60 pages and 7 chapters in the book Out of My Mind by Sharon Draper. So why not complete 10 more? So let's get on to chapter 8. Chapter 8. For a long time it was just me, my mom and my my dad and my goldfish, Ollie. I was 5 years old when I got him. And I had him for almost two years before he died. I guess that's old for a goldfish. Nobody knew Ollie's name but me. That's okay. Ollie had been a prize from a carnival dad had taken me to. And I think Ollie's life was worse than mine. He lived in a small table. Uh, he lived in a small bowl on the table in my room. The bottom of the bowl was covered with tiny pink rocks and and a fake plastic log sat wedged in the rocks. I guess it was supposed to look like something from under the sea. But I don't think there are any lakes or oceans that really have rocks that color. Ollie spent all day long swimming around that small bowl ducking through the fake log and then swimming around again. He always swam in the same direction. The only time he changed his course was when mom dropped a few grains of fish food into his bowl each morning and evening. I would wish him, I'd watch him gobble the food, then poop it out, then swim around and around once again. I felt sorry for him. At least I got to go outside and to the store and to school. Ollie just swam in a circle all day. I wondered if fish ever slept, but any time I woke up in the middle of the night, Ollie was still swimming, his little mouth opening and closing just like he was trying to say something. One day, when I was about seven, Ollie jumped out of his bowl. I had been listening to music on the radio. Mom has finally figured out I liked country, western station, and I was in a good mood. The music was sounding orangey and yellowish as I listened, and the faint whiff of lemons seemed to surround me. I felt real mellow as I watched Ollie do his thing round and round his boat. But suddenly, for no reason, I couldn't figure Ollie dove down to the bottom of his boat, rushed to the top, and hurled him right out of the boat. He landed on the table, gasped, and flopped, and I'm sure he was surprised. He wouldn't breathe. His eyes bulged, the gills on side on his side pulsed with effort. I didn't know what to do. He would die without water really fast, so I screamed. Mom was downstairs or maybe outside getting the mail, but she didn't come right away. I screamed again, louder. I cried out, I yelled, I screeched. Ollie continued to flop and gasp, looking more desperate. Ollie needed water. I howled once more, but mom didn't come running. Where could she be? I knew I had to do something. I reached over to the table and stretched out my arm. I could just barely touch Ollie's bowl. I figured if I could get the fish water at least I figured if I could at least get the fish wet a little bit, I might be able to save him. I hooked my fingers on the edge of the fish bowl and I pulled. Water splashed everywhere. All of the table, the carpet, me and Ollie. <coughs> he seemed to flop a little less for a second or two, and I kept wailing. Finally, I heard my mother thundering up the stairs. 
when she came through the door she took a look at me and the mess and the dying goldfish and shouted melody what have you done why did you knock over the fish bowl don't you know a fish can't live without water of course i knew that i am not stupid why did she think i'd been screeching and calling for her she scurried over to the mess scooped up ollie and gently placed him back in the bowl then she ran to the bathroom and heard and i heard her running water but i knew it was too late either because the because of the time out of the bowl or because the bathroom water isn't the right temperature ollie didn't survive mom came back in and scolded me once more your goldfish didn't make it melody i don't get it why would you do that to the poor little fish he was happy in his little world i wondered if maybe ollie wasn't so happy after all maybe he was sick and tired of that bowl and that log and that circle maybe he just couldn't take it anymore i feel like that sometimes there was no way i could explain to mom what had just happened i really had tried to save ollie's life i just looked away from mom she was angry i and i was too if she hadn't been so slow ollie might have made it i didn't want her to see me cry she cleaned up the mess with a sigh and left me with my music an empty spot on my table the colors had vanished it was long time before i was ready for another pet but on my 8th birthday my father brought a big box into the house he seemed to have traveled holding on to it when he set it on the floor in front of me out came a expl- out came exploded a flash of wriggling go of wriggling gold fun a puppy a golden retriever puppy i shrieked and kicked with joy a puppy the clumsy little dog raced around the room sniffing every sniffing in every corner i watched her every move loving her right away after exploring every table leg and piece of furniture the puppy stopped made sure all of us were watching then squatted and peed right there on the carpet mom yelled but only a little that when she knew she was in charge that when the dog knew she was in charge she checked out dad's bare toes toes but she stayed away from mom who was trying to soak the spot out of the rug with paper towels and that spray stuff she uses in the kitchen finally the puppy circled my wheelchair around and around like she was trying to figure it out she sniffed it she sniffed my legs and feet looking at me for a minute then jumped right up onto my lap like she'd done it a million times i barely breathed not wanted to disturb her then wow 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 she turned around three times and made herself comfortable i think she made a noise like a sigh of satisfaction i know i did i stroked her soft back and head as gently as i could i was the one who named her mom and dad kept suggesting dumb names like fuzzy and copy coffee but i knew as soon as i saw her that her name should be i pointed to the bowl on the table which held my most favorite favorite candies butterscotch caramel that soft enough to melt in my mouth so i don't have to chew and oh they are delicious you want to call her candy dad asked i shook my head no gently to so the sleeping puppy wouldn't wake up caramel mom asked uh, i shook my head once more why don't we call her stinky dad suggested with a grin 
Mom and I just glared at him. I continued to point at the candy dish. Finally, uh, Mom said, "I know. I wanted to call her butterscotch. I wanted to shriek. I wanted to shriek, but I forced myself to stay calm. I tried real hard not to do anything that would knock the puppy off my lap." Uh, I said softly as I continued to stroke the dog's silky fur. I didn't know that anything could be so soft and she was all mine. It was the best birthday I ever had. Butterscotch sleeps at the foot of my bed every night. It's like she read the book. It's like she read the book on what a great dog ought to do. Bark only when a stranger is at the door. Never pee or poop in the house. She got over that puppy stuff and keep Melody happy. Butterscotch doesn't care that I can't talk to her. She knows I love her. She just gets it. One day, for uh, one day, uh, sorry, uh, technical difficulties. One day, a few months after I got her, I fell out of my wheelchair. It happens. Mom had given me lunch, taken me to the toilet, and wheeled me back into my room. But a scotch trotted behind, never in the way. Just closed. just close by me all the time mom popped on in a dvd for me and made sure my hands were properly po- properly positioned so i couldn't rewind and fast forward the film she didn't notice that my seat belt wasn't fastened and neither did i she traveled up and down the stairs doing doing several laundries and i'm awfully messy and i guess she started fixing dinner The rich aroma of simmering tomato sauce floated up the stairs. Mom knows I love spaghetti. She peeked her head in to check on me and said, "I'm going to lie down for a couple of minutes, Manly. Are you okay for a few?" I nodded and pointed my arm towards the door to tell her to go ahead. My movie was getting good anyway. Butterscotch sat curled next to my chair. She outgrown my lap, so Mom blew me a kiss and closed the door. I was watching something at sea a million times the wizard of oz i think most people in the world can quote sections of that movie no extra brains required because it's one of the movies that gets played over and over again on cable channels but i know every single word in it i know what dorothy dorothy will say before she even opens her mouth i don't think we're in kansas anymore toto it makes me smile I've never been to Kansas or Oz or anywhere more than a few miles away from home even though I knew it was coming when the movie got to the part where the tin cat does that stiff little dance to the music of if i only had a heart i cracked up i laughed so hard i jerked forward in my chair and found myself face down on the floor but a scotch jumped up immediately sniffing me and making sure i wasn't hurt i was fine but i couldn't get back up in my chair worse i was going to miss the part where the cowardly lion gets smacked on the nose by dorothy i wondered how long mom's nap would last i didn't scream like that time ollie had jumped out of the bowl i wasn't upset just a little uncomfortable I tried to flip over but I couldn't from the position I had landed in. If I could have seen the television from where I had fallen, I might have been okay for, for on the floor for a little while. But a scotch makes a great pillow. But what a scotch went to the closed door and scratched. I could hear a cross ripping at the wood. Dad wouldn't be happy when he saw that. But mom didn't come. So but a scotch barked. First a couple of tentative yips. 
then louder and more urgent. Finally, she jumped up and threw her whole body against the door, making loud thuds. She'd bark, then thud, bark, then thud. Mom couldn't ignore all that racket. I'm sure it was only a few minutes, but it seemed like longer. Mom came to the door, looking groggy. Her hair was all messed up. What's going on in here? She began. She saw me. Oh, Melody, baby, are you okay? She ran to me, sat down on the floor and lifted me on her lap. She checked everything, my arms and legs, my back, my face, my scalp, even my tongue. I wanted to tell her I was fine. All she needed to do was put me back in my chair. But she had to do the mom thing and double check. Butterscotch, you're a good girl, she said as she petted the dog and hugged me tightly. Doubles on the dog food tonight. I'm sure Butterscotch would have preferred a nice thick bone instead. But she can't talk either. So both my dog and I get what they give us. Mom carefully put me back in my chair and made sure my seat belt was latched correctly. Butterscotch curled up right in front of me, making sure I guess I if I that if I slid down again, she'd be there to soften the fall. That dog is amazing. Mom restarted the video from the beginning, but somehow the the yellow brick road has lost some of its magic glow. Nobody really gets wishes granted by the great Oz. As I watched, I wonder if I was blown to Oz with my dog. What would we ask the wizard for? Hmm, brains? I've got plenty. Courage? But a scotch is scared of nothing. A heart? We've got, lo- we've got lots of hearts, me and my pup. So what would I ask for? I'd like to sing like the cowardly lion and dance like the tin man. Neither one of them did those things very well, but that would be good enough for me. So that's it for today and we have finished chapter 8 and also we have finished 70 pages. So in the next episode, I'll read chapter 9. So see you all guys and stay tuned. Bye.